Hey, welcome to the New Hope Podcast. This is Rick, Brennan, and Josh, and we Hello. have arrived at episode four of New Hope. <laughs> it's like they took our name and made it a movie. I don't know why they would do such <laughs> yeah, a thing. It has nothing to do with like the it's way we named the podcast. We should it sue. was planned. We should sue. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Hear that, Disney? We're no, coming for you. Just, just to be clear, <laughs> no, the difference is between A and the. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's a big difference. There is we're saying the new hope. They're saying a new, a new hope. hope. Just making that <laughs> just, clear. Just clarifying with that. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it's so nice not to, to get away from all that dark city of stuff that you were just re-quoting, but now we're at some... Uh, we're at some no, really fun no. times. <laughs> it'll I never, it'll never leave. Yeah, the Sith, we the will Sith quote Darth Sidious in every single through. episode from here on. So out. we're we're talking Star Wars and hope, of course, of course, yes, and uh, we're going to be talking about all the hope that we have found in this film that has that has come from such a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and still touches the hearts of many. Uh, this many is a great film. We all agree that it's a great film. Rick, is this your favorite? Uh, is it my favorite? I don't know. <laughs> With all the mics now point at me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it probably is. It's I mean, the Empire, closest to a Western. It is, and Empire Strikes Back I do like. Uh, I, yeah. I I like all three. I even like Return of the Jedi, but oh, I you're like right. Return of the Jedi. Uh, a New Hope, yes, is my favorite. And oh, yeah. you know the reason why? It's not like I like Star Wars A New Hope because it's a Western. Uh, my love of Westerns or the understanding that I like Star Wars as Westerns is because A New Hope is literally taken off after a western yeah and so um it's just a space western it's space western that's right that takes place in space space. (laughs) i feel like this came from a from a generation that saying in space was like a like what they did right exactly what it is it's like it's like a western but in space (laughs) right yeah so the um we're going to be looking in this episode. We're going to just be talking about the things that we love. This will take us a while. And then we're going to talk about the things that we don't like. For some of us, it might take a while. Right. <laughs> so uh, this is not your favorite, Brennan? Uh, no. Oh, I, oh. I just have some problems with it. Okay. Well, oh so one of the things Because I'm honest. Because <laughs> Brennan's honest. You know, Brennan. I'm like, you fanboys. <laughs> die, hard, die hard. Nothing's wrong with it. Fanboys. Um, it's so okay. I'm a millennial. I, I understand <laughs> liking the prequels. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> Really pains Josh to say anything bad about you guys the are ki- you guys are killing me. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to be looking at Star Wars: A New Hope. Now, what we make most difficult is depending on um, which which version? which version of yeah. A New Hope we're all talking about. So uh, we maybe we should start with where we first saw A New Hope. So I saw A New Hope. Uh, with my grandmother on a VHS, mm. I saw the originals. So I actually saw like when they're when they're in the 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 hovercraft going across the desert that you can see like the wax, <laughs> uh, the the wax on the lens and how oh it's yeah. blurring the edge. I can we can see that. That's the the type of level of what I saw before it things were touched touched up by the special editions that took mm-hmm. place in 1997 I think uh-huh. was the first one someone can tell me I was wrong or 96 I can't remember but yeah somewhere around there um, so uh, that I've seen the original uh, Brennan have you seen the original of S- A New Hope? So I've seen the originals of 5 and 6 as part of I showed up late to a friend's party where they were watching all the originals on Laserdisc? Bootlegged online <laughs> they're really hard to find actually the originals very hard you can't buy them anywhere it's like you have to pirate them so I watched 5 and 6 as the original I missed 4 but I've heard everything about the original episode 4 like No Jabba 
Um, and then you can just you can just see when things are CG'd in. Yeah, you can see sure. what they added, so you know what wasn't there. Yeah, you know right, it wasn't right. there for the most part. There are a couple things that I think that you guys maybe could tell me that were like not originally there, but um, I I think I watched episode four. It was actually after I'd watched episode one, maybe even after I'd watched episode two. My parents bought this box set of four, five, six, and which, like a special. Which, which box set was it? Did it was Darth it was, Vader's face on uh, it. N- Yes, I think it did. It had like a textured surface on the outside. Yeah, Ooh. this is the special edition. Yeah, so sorry, was, man, you it, lose. Yeah, so but like that's when I first watched it. It was okay. I. I started by watching episode one, episode yeah, two, yeah. and then watching all the originals. Mm, but mm. I fell in love with them. I loved them. Yeah, there are, there are VHS copies that are special edition, and then there are VHS copies that are not special edition. And if they came in a box set, most likely special edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, jo- Josh. Josh, what about you? Um, I have the VHS of episode five. I've never watched it. And I have the VHS of episode one, which I have watched many times. Very nice. Um, so probably the first time watching A New Hope was the DVD that my dad had from 1997 or whatever. Oh, when I was no, like no, DVDs 10. weren't out, but that, well, they kind of were, but they well, weren't. Well, you know what I mean. Yes, I, I understand what you're I, The first time I saw it, it was on DVD. Okay. I haven't seen yeah, New Hope on DVDs VHS. Well. So the best but part is is that there's so many different special editions, yeah. and every time it would update itself, as, so the, the, the original special editions are ones that were, that before episode one came out, they premiered in the theater to kind of build back up like Star Wars, oh, hype. Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to watch it again this time it has special editions greater bigger explosions more creatures and yeah. uh, new scenes it's like oh my goodness this is amazing we got to go see this and the then content. the VHS came out and then once DVD came out they updated some of the graphics uh, Job of the Hut being one of those that constantly was being updated still looks like trash uh, well Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Hey, man, hold on hold on <laughs> Uh, and then uh, bl- when Blu-ray came out, they updated it even further, and they keep keep updating there. So it's hard to like look at these films and then start to, especially if we're going to start talking about which film we're going to be discussing, um, it, it's hard to kind of pick one. So I think what we're going to try to do is just kind of as an overarch say that we're going to cover all special editions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if anything bothers us there or we want to talk about anything that from any of the special editions, we're going to kind of just accumulate them all into kind of like one film and there are some and it's, of them it's that hard are really to talk about atrocious. the original yeah it's hard to talk about the originals because it, it, it's so rare to find those and i'm sure disney at some point once it gets its hands on 20th century fox will in fact own the rights finally to uh, star wars a new then hope we'll and the then they'll extra and then special we'll edition the, yeah where they finally release the original oh you think they're gonna do that oh, oh i think they're gonna the give it you know how much money they'll make if they're they, gonna they, they would actually release those. come on man i'd buy that's so, true. Oh, that's yeah. It's a money making scheme, man. Ton so of people buy I know those. that I know that George doesn't want the originals there, and the thing, the question really that we're going to have to ask ourselves in the next couple episodes as we talk about the original trilogy is, does his edits, the things that he himself changes about his own movies, destroy his original intent that he said that he went out to do when he was making a Star Wars: A New Hope, and uh, maybe. Uh, maybe maybe that's something that we kind of have to talk about a little bit, and I'm sure we'll get into that into part two of A New Hope. But for right now, um, let's just talk about let's the just things. be happy for yeah, a while. Yeah, let's just talk about the things we love. We haven't had a lot of about time a new hope. To, to talk about great things in Star Wars yet. So, uh, Josh, kick us off. Well, w- where do I start? I don't know. Uh, Anywhere. The first shot. Okay. Uh, the second shot. 
<laughs> really, uh, no. Um, the music for me, when the first time watching A New Hope, I remember like seeing the uh, the Tantive Four and the uh, Star Destroyer flying underneath Tatooine, and the music's like dun 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 dun. It's like really epic and stuff. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. What is this stuff? <laughs> you know? When you're just being introduced to it for the first time. Yeah. And then uh, you see C-3PO and R2-D2, and they're walking around beeping and bopping, and oh, we'll never make it out of this time. And then Darth Vader shows up, and I'm like, all right, uh, how long is this movie, and can I watch it over and over again for the rest of my life? Answer is yes. Yes, you um, may. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Until they change it again. And then yeah. And then they're going to get rid of that first scene because they're like, eh, well, not enough computer-generated stuff <laughs> in that one. Yeah. Um, for me, what do I love about episode four? Um, I I love when they go to the uh, cantina scene, I think. Ooh. I love the cantina scene. Yeah. You see all those bizarre looking creatures it's like how big is the universe yeah yeah exactly and you know it's kind of like it's scummy and everybody's kind of dangerous a, i don't know a it's wretched high of scum and villainy there you yes. go yes um and and i feel like every star wars movie after episode four at least like every new like trilogy they've made they try to do a cantina scene right episode two they go to the club um on with on. Drax the Destroyer. No, 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 no. no. Like <laughs> the club, like when they're chasing uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the shapeshifter. Yeah, 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 yeah. They go there chasing the shapeshifter, and it's like that's kind of supposed to be the grungy cantina scene. Doesn't capture the magic. Um, and then they it's go like to club. it's like a club, but I don't. I never feel the amount of danger, like nastiness mm, yeah. that you feel from the the hive of scum and villainy. And then they I go to death sticks. Yes, yeah, I some death sticks. That's not quite the same as a guy Man, trying to kill those Luke. Sound like they're really good for me. You yeah. want a wonga? <laughs> and then they go to uh, in episode seven. They go to what's her name? Ma- Maz Kanata's castle. Yes, they go to her castle, and that's kind of supposed to be the new cantina scene again doesn't quite capture the magic of, of episode four. So they try they always try to go back to the cantina. Episode four's cantina is just like the the best one. So good. Yeah, I mean I, I love I love when you walk in there's just so many creatures to stare at mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different things going on and obviously we've you know we we talk about this when we're not recording, but it's like it's so funny how each one of these characters has a name and has a background story. Well, and Wikipedia, it's yeah, all yeah, there. It's all Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, so it's uh it, but it's it. We're d- I think audiences were just fascinated by this, and I don't know if they intentionally knew this or not when they were making the film. They were just creating a environment. But I think the film itself gives to so much of like being one of the films that just starts to build a universe, and you uh-huh. get fascinated by like, wow, look at all these different creatures are yeah. in this universe. It's so fascinating, super cool. And they all have a home planet. Yep, or and a system with many somewhere. planets. And what galaxy stuff. far, far away? And I think back to like movies that I've seen from the same era of Star Wars. None of them did like when you see like you said that opening scene with the with the big star destroyer flying in and it like eats up that other the rebel ship. You're like, mm-hmm. this is this looks so good. And even going back and watching it, you're like, this looks amazing. Well, you know, Star Wars the was models like, were yeah, spectacular. Star Wars was a silent sleeper. You know, it wasn't one of these films that the produce the the production companies were like, 
put all your money into this. Yeah. This is going to be the big hit for the summer. It surprised a yeah. lot of people. And after Star Wars came out, there's a lot of duplicate movies being mm-hmm. created. You know, even with the marketing and advertising of, did you like Star Wars? <laughs> then you're going to love this one uh-huh. coming out this summer. You know, and it's just like, from the studio that brought you Star Wars. You know, and it's just like, mm-hmm. man, they were pushing as much as they could. And they were trying to figure out what was the magic. You know, what was the thing that made so many people fall in love with Star Wars? So they try anything and everything. I think it was this. It was like the, the space battles, you know. So it was lightsabers. Space so I think it was the creatures. For me. For that. Yeah. And then it was the lightsabers. Yeah, so there's other movies that have lightsabers too, and they would just kind of try to use that also. Mm-hmm. I, but it, I think it was the alignment of so many things. And um, a lot of things that I think other people failed to capture on was, yeah, the thing that you mentioned to me earlier is the, the Western element of of Star Wars. Star Wars isn't as much of his original story as, as you might think, you know. It's it's modeled after uh the John Wayne's The Searchers and uh there's so much similarity to that and that film and the way that A New Hope plays out and there's just a lot of cool cool elements t- uh that go along with that. Fun fact, did you know that John Wayne himself his voice is in Star Wars? When? Is he Jabba he the Hutt? No, he yeah, yeah. Jabba the Hutt. No, uh, because he would have been he would passed away by then. But his voice was, um, in fact, uh, in uh, he was one of the uh, Imperial spy guardian. Uh, uh, was that Moe's? Yeah, that. Guy? And so they took stock audio of his voice, and uh, they like m- like tweaked it and modified it and stuff but it's it's actually his voice and then um what? one of the yeah one of the editors or sound sound mixers of the star wars release the i Id- uh, told at some conference that it, in fact they took audio of john wayne and made his voice there so this is actually the last uh movie that john wayne was in was the star wars a new hope the original one so How bizarre. but i think that's just kind of cool because you're, you're modeling after a john wayne film and then john wayne himself is in star wars that's mm. kind of i think that's kind of cool intriguing um favorite things for me love uh love obi-wan kenobi in the scenes uh where he's introducing and talking to uh luke skywalker the force yeah, about, talking the about when he's on the Falcon or when he's no, 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 when when, when they first meet when they first meet oh. and they're and they're watching the audio recording of her like help me Obi Wan Kenobi you're my only hope you're my only hope he's like oh you're man. my only hope now I gotta get into this again yeah so he's just kind of like a re- <laughs> reluctant like uh don't want to get back into the olden days of when I'm I getting used to too old for this yeah exactly and so uh lo- I love those kind of scenes and it's uh, it's kind of cool and how. <laughs> How it plays out, just kind of this mentor mentee that never truly, you know, meant to be kind of thing, and then um, uh, leading up to that, just as the adventures that they f- they're flying in the Millennium Falcon, they arrive and they find just all the debris, and then the tracker starts to pull them in. And I remember thinking as a kid, just like, oh man, you mean there's like some type of force field just pulling them into this this big giant Death Star? And I'm like, oh, man, because I keep thinking of myself, like, you can't escape. You can't even, like, you know, well, just turn around and fly away. You can't. They've got you. 
Oh no! And so just that long but draw. Did they just of the lose? Yeah. And so it's like that long draw of like it coming in to the Death Star and then landing, you know, and then then they're they send surrounded the by troops. Yeah, and they Darth send, the, send, the, send the stormtroopers in there, and I'm like, oh man, what are they gonna do? What are they, you know, like how are they gonna escape? And then the the how they become the stormtroopers. I just I absolutely loved like they go to like the they go to the cell block and yeah. he's like. uh What's your call number? Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it wasn't working anyway. Yeah, uh, we're good. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. How, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> What's your operating <laughs> number? Uh, uh, TK421. <laughs> Why don't you hit your post? <laughs> so the so the so uh, I absolutely love that kind of adventure that like takes place in the middle of the movie mm. that takes place from when the the tractor beams got a hold of them to them. Uh, arriving back up to get back into the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and seeing Obi-Wan fighting uh, Darth Vader. Just so cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the actual attack on the Death Star after that seems like all bonus to mm-hmm. me. It seems like, oh, whoa, what? This movie's still going? And this it is gets <laughs> better? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> so I just, I, I, I kind of like the mini-adventure that takes place on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's some of my favorite, it's my something favorite stuff It's something, it's kind of funny, too, because, like, um, I don't know if it had been done a lot before, like, disguising yourself as the enemy and running around in the enemy's uniforms and stuff. But, like, it, almost every single Star Wars since then... The heroes find their way into the enemy's uniforms and they sneak around. Right, right, And even in the video games, they, like, put on the uh, Stormtroopers' uniforms and sneak around and stuff. I honestly think that that's probably one of the main attractions of Star Wars is that you have your characters that you're following go into another universe that they themselves are kind of discovering for the first time secretly. And so it's almost like you are secretly watching this new universe that that's <coughs> brand new to you, and it's kind of cool. I, I just I just kind of love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. Yeah, no, these are these are really good things. What's uh, what what's your favorite character from? Mm. Jar Jar Binks. No, well, he's not in <laughs> this. Jar Jar Binks. As far as I no, that's know. my favorite part is that he's not in it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's why I mean. he's my yeah, favorite because I, mean. I don't have to think he's Brennan, in it. Brennan, we have to get you a lot more hope, man, for this film than just the fact that there's somebody. That's not my favorite in thing it. about it. Oh that Jar Jar's not in it. No, that's not true. Is Han Solo anybody's favorite? Luke Skywalker, Princess mm. Leia, or is it Tarkin? It's Aunt Maru. <laughs> Aunt Maru. Oh, just go easy on him. <laughs> well, he better have those moisture evaporators doing their thing or there'll be hell to pay. <laughs> um I don't know. Favorite character. Is I mean I, I could character? I could say Obi Wan, but he has kind of a shorter role in New Hope. I didn't he really does. I didn't really appreciate him until um maybe even like episode the end of episode five. Mm, when he's like really a part of the story now he's helped yeah, him yeah. to dagobah and he's helped him to yoda and stuff i like uh i like luke um i count i like his character i like how he starts from nothing and then he just winds finds himself on this adventure and people complain about him being whiny but he's actually quite the hero you know his his aunt and uncle get destroyed by the empire and he just kind of like mourns them quietly i guess he's a brave kid he's a brave kid he goes on this crazy adventure um, I, think, I think more time passed than the movie lets on too so i think he had time to mourn off screen 
a little bit maybe maybe but i'm just saying like i'm just saying like he's not like i don't want to go yeah. i don't he's yeah, not reluctant yeah. to get yeah. involved he wants either. to be a hero yeah he wants to be a hero i'm going to go with you and learn about the force like my father yeah 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 he's like he's pretty willing to go and and grow up i you think th- i think i like that he he he's growing up and you know that what's fascinating about his character is just that that shot of him staring at those two suns, <laughs> you know, as the, the mm-hmm. sunset goes, there's so much like, believe it or not, like you're being as an audience member, you're being told about him Yeah. in that. It's almost you like feel, yeah. you, you feel him stuck. You feel a future that he's desiring uh, a path at which he wants to go. Um, you could even go so far that there are two, there are two different sons. There's two different choices for his life that metaphor that are uh, like out there for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I doubt that those are something that they were thinking about. But uh, sometimes I like to think about that. That that's a very cinematic way to kind of show that look, your future's out there, and there's there's two different ways that that future could go. I feel like they try to do the same thing with um, uh, Anakin in Episode One when he's like. What do you want to do? I want to be a star pilot. I'm going to be the first one to see them all. Right. They're, yeah. they're like kind of trying to do the same thing with like mm-hmm. a- with like Anakin as they did with Luke. Right. But just Luke staring into the stars and his dream of doing and like going out, that's more powerful than Anakin saying he just wants to find angels or whatever. But the thing is, is that um, Luke's dream is actually reachable. It wasn't so ridiculous like... I'm going to rule the galaxy yeah. or like <laughs> I'm going to have a million dollars someday. Yeah. I'm going to rule this town. You know, like it wasn't anything like that. It was just like, I, I want to do something with my life. And I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. And the truth is he's right. Yeah. He was abandoned. He was left. And uh, even his uncle feels that like, dude, I'm stuck with you. You know, and so if I'm stuck with you, I want to make you useful. Mm-hmm. And I think Luke wants to be useful. I think he just sees that this isn't helping around the farm. He's isn't not supposed to be a farmer. Yeah. yeah, this isn't the the usefulness that I think that I'm set out and longed for. And I think, you know, a lot of us feel like sometimes that there's a, a greater purpose for us, or there's something out there that we've been made for. And uh, you know, I. Th- I think we I think we have been. I think we are. And I think sometimes we can either just like him looking at those two sons, you can either get caught up in just wanting to stay put and what's comfortable, just staring at the sunsets every night and, and do the work or or um or take I don't want to say a risk, but just take some take some s- direct like move a step forward into the reality of which you know that you the place that you want to head to and sometimes it just takes your aunt and uncle getting vaporized by the empire to it realize it sure that. does help but i think <laughs> the one thing for him is is that the curiosity of like obi-wan mm-hmm. and it's not like he was defiant and he went to go searching for obi-wan like obi-wan found him but then he wasn't so quick to um you know 
I think he. So get, I get think out, I'm not I supposed also, to hang out I with you. I respect his 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 uh, duty to his aunt and uncle though. No, he because did, when Obi Wan first comes to him and says we got to go, he says no, the harvest is coming up. I need to be here for my. Yeah, aunt he uncle. wasn't defiant at all. No, he respected his aunt and uncle, and that showed the type of character that Luke was. Yeah, he know? wasn't. He wasn't just gonna leave, and he's like, I gotta go get my stuff. Yep. He's like, I can't leave. I gotta be I, here. I think of like other films where people get more defiant in the in the search of their dreams, mm-hmm. you know, and like you could almost pick any genre, it doesn't matter. Um, but like um a lot of times people pursue their dreams with total disrespect towards other people. Yes. And yeah. the the thing is that Luke was not disrespectful no. in the people that are taking care of him. That's why I like him. Yeah. And th- I mean that's what's kinda cool. Like he, I mean, granted he wasn't happy where he was, yeah. but he was also loyal yeah, to Yeah, he them. had that duty that to his yeah, to his aunt exactly. uncle that he, he was respecting. Which makes us all really appreciate him. I wouldn't say that he's like a blank slate no. And, uh, you know, anybody can fill in his shoes, like as if like any of us could be him kind of thing. I think he demonstrates how we should be mm-hmm. like he has a dream. He wants to go. He thinks he there's something more for him, but he's not disrespectful. Like he's not um, not like his father where he's just destroying anything in his way to get what he wants, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, thus the force kind of gives it to him. Right. In some way or um but you know what I mean, like that there it it happens naturally that uh, he was destined, yeah. you know, to go and uh, be a help into the galaxy. I know there's some deleted scenes that he had like a friend and I think it's mentioned like once in the movie. Oh, it completely changes the story. Yeah, but the, he had a friend Have you that seen he those? was connected Have you seen those to. Ones? And oh, I forget oh. what his friend's name is. Yeah, it's but he's one of the other ex friends from uh, Biggs. Biggs, it's Biggs. Biggs. Yeah, it's Biggs. So he runs into Biggs on Tatooine at like a bar because he's always like, "I want to go out with my friends." It's literally a scene of him going out with his friends, and Biggs is saying, "I just joined the rebellion. When are you gonna join?" He's like, "Oh man, I hope really soon. Like it's gonna be sweet, me and you, pilots in the rebellion." Right. So you see that he wants to join the rebellion, but it like. Yeah, they were like straight up deleted scenes, and that's like how they were gonna open the movie was those scenes. It's really it completely changes the movie. Do you think so weird? Do you think it's it's a good thing that those scenes weren't in yeah, the film? I think so. Yeah, it's interesting too. Is is as far as like the special editions go, that George added a lot of deleted scenes or a lot of extra stuff. He didn't add those scenes. No. Well, that would you couldn't. It's like you watch them, and it's completely a different movie. It's so right. weird. I mean, one of the things about it's. I mean, it's been said that one of the things about Star Wars is that a lot of the story came out through the editing, and mm-hmm. so I think that was probably a wise choice to keep that stuff kind of cut and uh, away from that because I think it preserves the, um, you know, that he wasn't it wasn't just doing it to be with his friends or that he wasn't making rash decisions. He was, he was, um, he had this dream, but he was still respectful of his yeah his family. Totally. Um, uh, love Darth Vader as kind of the thug. He's really? not. Yeah, I don't. You know, the truth is, is that I think we as fans have made Darth Vader into a bigger deal than he really was. And um, no, I think you want my real opinion on this one. Sure, episode sure. four, when Lucas made it, I don't think he came in. He knew he wanted it to be episode four. It was his big dream. But I don't think he expected it to get as huge as it did. Right. And it feels almost like. Darth Vader, like, there's no em- emperor ever mentioned. It's yeah. just like the Empire, some thug. We have no idea that there's anybody above Vader. There's just a Senate. The, 
Is there even a Senate? There's like yeah, a board. There's like a board meeting. It's the not necessarily a Senate. Senate. Well, not so oh yeah, yeah. Is. Okay, so that that and that's kind of like all there is, right? So I and and Darth Vader. There's nothing about him other than he survives at the end of the movie. That's like right. Special, you know. He just has the force, but there's nobody above him. He just kind of is like a character, like the thug that they just yeah. send out to do things. That, that's. I mean, that's what I kind of like. I like about him is that he's not made into a bigger deal than he really is. Like, I think he should have been a bigger deal. He's Anakin. Well, but okay, the thing was okay, that that he didn't I understand, know. Okay, but I understand what you're when saying. When he made episode four, but sometimes it's really appreciative of just letting the character be the character. And I think some of the things that we love about Star Star Wars are the very things that took place for. Like, imagine if Anakin or Darth Vader had like a bigger like shoes to fill in the movie, um, because everyone knew that he was Anakin and something much bigger had to happen to him instead of having these like character developments or these these like little uh little things that take place that really demonstrate who Darth Vader is and how sinister he really is or how yeah and so like you know like for example like Rogue One no no I won't even use Rogue One we'll go to Solo like Solo when they introduce Lando in Solo they introduce Lando because we all know who Lando is. Mm-hmm. And we go, oh, it's Lando, right? Oh, interesting. Okay. And so then Lando, the character, if you think about it, doesn't have to do a whole lot. He just has to act like the Lando that has acted, you know, before. And then we're like, yeah, that's Lando. Oh, that's so cool. It's the same thing with Tarkin. Like, Tarkin was made into a bigger deal than the character actually was in Rogue One because it's like, oh, that's Tarkin because mm-hmm. we know him previously. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's sometimes it's like, it's, it's like it's. Um, I felt like Tarkin was more of a bad guy than than Darth Vader was. I feel like Darth Vader was Tarkin's pet. Yes, in that's, episode four. Yeah, and that's. But I actually, didn't feel like that was correct. But uh, but that's kind of that's how the movie was made. I think is that Tarkin was the real kind of villain and Darth Vader was set up as the villain for the sequel like the the bigger thug so but I just felt like I felt like there was something no it's like not there but it's like crossbones and like Captain America the Winter Soldier right he's he's set up as a villain set up for okay next here's another thing you look at Rogue One and Darth Vader is he he is ahead of Tarkin in the in the hierarchy of command, yes, but you don't get that in Episode Four. He seems like he's under Tarkin. Mm, in not, my, I think it he, feels like he's under Tarkin. I, I don't know. It seemed like no one could. I I looked at like Darth Vader seemed to me as like a rogue, like uh, he was a he was a, a a random, like no one knew what to expect with him. Like yeah, he was he was out of control kind yeah. of thing. And he had maybe even his own agendas. I think he was just aligned with. I th- yeah, I think he. With I him. think he stops choking that guy at that Senate meeting because Tarkin tells him. Okay. To stop choking him. Yeah. And, but it's like, why would he? Li- I don't know. It. I like the I like the Vader in five and six, and I like him in Rogue One. In Episode Four, I just feel like George Lucas didn't know who this character was. So I don't. I don't know if we would did. ever know that or not. I mean, there is speculation across the board of when, like, how much of George had actually pre-written out. When did he exactly know that uh, Darth Vader was Anakin's father? <gasps> that, you know, like when? When is that? Oh yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, when? <laughs> when? When does that kind of stuff 
get actually written and played out and in everybody's head. It, it's so much even so that it was like there's even ideas that it was suggested that um, Darth Vader was his father while they were filming, you know, even after the script was written for Empire Strikes Back, that there was the thoughts of that. And so it, it's all up in the air, and we'll we'll never know, to be honest. We, we'll never know. Yeah. What what George was thinking? But so that. you like you like Vader. I don't, Josh. I, I I'm just appreciative like of Vader. The you like things. Vader? Okay. The appreciative of little he's things. He's uh, evil. Yeah. Personified. Sometimes I like when he li- he's like lifting that guy in the air. You know, like sometimes the, the of problems Ford. with the prequels, man, is that there was too much like just on. Well, you as a fan, you already know this, so we don't have to do a lot of work to mm-hmm. to build a character right now. It's like it's like the. Um, it's like the Obi-Wan handshaking Anakin Skywalker and everyone going, <gasps> well, that's such a bit. That's so cool. Really? It's just a handshake. Are you sure about that? Yeah. You know, like it's I just found like, yeah, I don't think I had seen a new hope prior to or like I, I watched episode one first. It was my first Star Wars movie. So watching that chant, uh, that handshake, it was like, oh, uh, they're just meeting Pleased to two meet characters. You. And then, like, uh, even C-3PO and uh, R2 in Episode 2, when they meet up. Yeah. Or is that in Episode 1? Uh, it's in Episode, episode one. 1. Yeah. Uh, when they meet and the music swells, I'm like, wow, is this is this important? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, why do I care about yeah. this old robot? You, you, uh, you know what I appreciate, Brennan, is that Darth Vader uh, doesn't die at the end of A New Hope. Yeah. Like so many movies that kill off their greatest villain too early. Yeah. And that's that's just one of the things that I appreciate about that, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of cool things. Well, we should probably get into, because I hear Brennan already saying that he struggles with as a, a theme across all the movies that Darth Vader here seems as his weakest. Uh, what are the, the other things that we'd struggle with and maybe we should start talking about the things that are the special editions struggles. So maybe we should get into Han shot first. first. Maybe that's what we should, or we should get he? into there. Are we struggling with that? I'm struggling with that. Uh, I struggle with that as well. We you know what I'm struggling with as well as much too? It down and it looks really bad. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how I can get my neck to move like that where it just shifts to the side without the yeah. rest of my body really I mean, having to move a single muscle. So what you have oh, to do talent. is yeah, you have to remove your you remove your collarbones <laughs> and then you remove uh, C3 and C4 oh, yeah. of your oh, cervical spine. spine and they just turn and into then jelly. You can just, it's just all jelly in that area. Yeah. What, you, have totally to, what you really have to do is pay a graphic designer to constantly animate your head to move to the side. There, you go. there we go. That's Super that's fast. another way you could do it. I Josh, suppose. you said something millions about and millions of dollars. Uh, what what was your term for when when uh, Han sh- Han shoots second? When Han shoots second, it's like what? Well, I think um, if Han shoots second, then he's a good guy the whole movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so there's never any point when you think, oh. Han actually left with the money. He's not coming back. So it becomes a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can, I, I can I see have, the commercial for it now. I have seen a billion Hallmark movies thanks to my mom who watches them every day. Thanks, Josh's mom. Shout out to you, mom. Love you. Um, Love you too. 
<laughs> so it's you know <laughs> the char- all of the character arcs are exactly the same and the cities are the same and the movies are the same. Yeah. I can write a Hallmark movie in ten minutes. <laughs> anyway, um, is that because no one ever grows? Yeah, the, the characters are the same throughout the entire movie. So Han needs to shoot first, and Chewbacca's his dog that saves him. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> Han shoots first. He's a bad guy throughout yeah. the whole film. You doubt him throughout. He's just in it for the money, and when he comes back, then it's like awesome. Yeah, he redeemed himself. Character arc. Yeah, yeah. He's he's chosen a different sunset. Oh. Would you say? Oh. oh. I also like at, after watching uh, Solo, the idea that he would make the mistake to shoot second. It it like belittles his character because in Solo he shoots first. Oh yeah, but they they did that in Solo to like. Tell the fans, like hey, hey, we're we're behind you. We think yeah. Han should have yeah. shot first, also. But I think that was like a lesson no. he learned. He learned that lesson, and so I don't know. Looking no, at you're, it in the past, I'm sorry. Yeah, you but can't. It looks like you got a con- he learned himself. Of interest happening here. To now. be fair, Fine, whatever. Maybe, it's all sort of part of the same universe. I can say what I want, Rick. <laughs> you know, he should have <laughs> shot first. And you could look back at Rogue. Uh, you could look back at Soul and say, "Oh, that's why he shot first. B- Brendan, he did shoot first. There's just some CGI that covering that, that, that up that you can't see Hallmark that anymore. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just that he was planning on shooting first the whole time, but then just Greedo got a millisecond before. It's yeah, all, and then and then Han Solo used the Force, watching the bl- the the laser beam coming to at him in slow motion, yeah. and dodged his neck slowly, <laughs> and then whammo! Also, he let yeah. him have it. Also, Greedo, Greedo was Greedo was the only alien who was ever a stormtrooper because. Uh, how do you miss that shot? <laughs> you cannot miss that shot. <laughs> I don't. I, I, the, my other thinking to that too is is that I don't know why Greedo would have shot. Um, You're coming with me, Solo. <laughs> pew, 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 he shoots yeah. him. I'm gonna shoot you in the head. Doesn't make any You're sense. definitely coming with me because he wants you alive. I'd be dead. I need, I need. I need your money. You better give me the money. <laughs> pow pow. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it literally makes no sense that Greedo would have shot first. Oh. Well, anyhow. Also, we know we're that talking this about is a the problem. if we're talking about that Greedo scene. Sorry to bring it up, but there's I've seen it both with subtitles and without. Which do you prefer? Uh. Without, I think it it's cooler. Makes without, it mystery mm, because then the Han's like, it. "Oh yeah, I bet you have." But I could what see is he's talking about. Yeah, but but Brennan, for Brennan, who's really into the whole universe building and and seeing that, I think it's kind of fascinating to hear what that language is. But I think that's exactly why George thought we should add some subtitles in here so yeah. we can find out what he's saying. Totally makes sense. I, I mean, I've also seen subtitles for the Job of the Hut scene and. And things like that, but the yeah. there I've seen other ones where they're 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 not there. Uh the Cantina scene before we leave that moving on to the Jabba Hut scene, like I th- there are some new creatures which are probably really cool that he added those in with the special editions, but he took out my favorite one, which was Wolfman. The Man. werewolf. <laughs> Wolfman. From Studio B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just the st- we needed they needed more creatures and so they went across the, the street and got an some other costume and brought it in and and I, you know what it felt like is is it still felt and uh, I was listening to uh, one of our other podcasts. Yes, I listened to ourselves. Uh, that <laughs> we Brennan was saying that about Solo is that it felt gritty because uh, and felt dirty because all the costumes were were real. And uh, I just I I guess I hate CGI characters replacing 
real creatures. Well, those c- creatures weren't CGI, the ones in the cantina. Those are models. No, uh, there are some creatures that are CGI, um. uh, some shots. And I don't know if you would know this, but like there are some creatures that I fell in love with as a kid, and they're not there anymore because they've been replaced with other type of characters. Yeah. And Wolfman w- was one of them. He had these red laser eyes, and he is just kind of this cool creature uh they also look like a mask it looked terrible but that i didn't care like because mm-hmm. i i love like oh whoa look at that creature oh yeah. man they got yeah, a that's wolf the, man in that's there the, oh, that's, that's kind of what you want out of like yeah. a creepy scene is like that's creepy. a weird looking thing i'm so glad they didn't touch anything with the musicians though by far still the coolest thing that came out of that cantina were those those guys and then of course the guy says you know my friend says he doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's good that they're consistent with with subtitles cuz in the cantina they have that guy that walks in with right, Luke right, right. and there's no subtitles on that. Right. You don't know what he said. Yeah. So it makes sense that Greedo then also has no subtitles. You probably don't sure. want to hear what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very nice. Right? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean so there's always seems like there's more creatures being added. Like even before that scene when they first arrive into town. Oh, so bad. <sighs> like I hate that. Okay, so there's oh, a I lot of problems with it. with it just as far <laughs> as like uh one of the bigger ones is when Oh no, literally a big one. Yeah, yeah. It literally a creature that walks right in front of the, the camera and you stop watching the movie. Yeah, I'm like to I'm look watching at the poorly skin animated scale creature. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's it's blocking literally one of my favorite scenes uh, where the 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 stormtroopers storm are asking, "Hey, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, these aren't the droids you're looking for." And that whole scene is just overshadowed and crowded with all these additional flying creatures or things in the background or whatever. Just seems like it's never ending. That there's just always another thing. Yeah, in every shot. it's like they're trying to show off like Moss Eisley as like something. But when when he's up on the top, he goes sky a uh, 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 hive of scum and villainy, and then they just cut to these shots of like this robot like smacking another annoying robot out of the air. Some a Jawa, some Jawas falling. Yeah, what should have really what should have really happened in that scene? Then he's like, oh yes, Luke, oh yes. There's it's also comedy acts <laughs> yeah. frequently on at 3 p.m. That's a town of foolery. Yeah, foolery. It's silly. It's silly hour, Luke. <laughs> oh, yes, we're having silly time. Come, let's meet all the silly creatures. The silly. Don't look talk at, to them now. Stay close with me. You don't want to be laughing too hard. Look at those slapstick droids similar to the ones in episode one look, do you remember those look at those sad people trying to control that big monster yeah it's <laughs> just it's so stupid like oh, i goodness. they they turn this hive of scum and villainy into like comedy hour but and it's just a waste i mean it's the 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 dilemma the dilemma is is that you're at, what are we adding for the sake of adding like who knows you know yeah and and then and then you, you then you have the job of the hut scene right yeah, that happens Jabba after that now that's actually a real deleted scene uh, Which I didn't know as somebody who never watched yeah, the and so, other one. I mean, what's actually happening in that scene is there they actually did have Jabba the Hutt actually in the movie originally. It was one of the scenes that they filmed. Only Jabba the Hutt was played by. But huts weren't huts weren't giant slugs. Correct. They, they were, were just he, he, he was a human. And yeah, exactly. And so you can watch the scene as you can watch Han Solo's character Harrison Ford's like staring 
at Jabba the Hutt's lips. Because that's where the eyes should be. Because that's where the eyes should be of this other (laughs) dude, who was, I think, actually shorter than Han Solo's character. And then they make Jabba the Hutt, who's supposed to be like a nine foot, I mean, he's not nine foot, he's like like eight feet tall in episode six. He's massive, he's on this podium, he has to weigh a ton. And then you hit that one part where he's walking around Jabba the Hutt, and then they try to make it look like he steps on his Yeah, exactly. I'm sure someone was like, George, I, George, I got it, man. Here's what we're going to do. We'll make it a comedic moment where he <laughs> steps on his tail. Yes, it's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Like, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and you just see this blurred image of Harrison Ford just going up. Like teleporting and up down. and down. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what? Even I, I get boarded sometimes. Brennan. When I was in the theater and that happened back then, the graphics were even worse. <laughs> And you just were like, what, <laughs> what just happened? Right now? And it was just like, oh, I guess that would make sense because they didn't have, oh, well, that's kind of cool. And, you know, here's the thing. We're, as Star Wars fans, we're always just in love right off the bat. And then we start to think, wait a second, why why did I? And then it's like, uh, it's like every time that we go and buy another Blu-ray set or another <laughs> set of the same movie that we already own. Oh, now the Steelbooks are out. Well, I got to buy those. It's just after a while you realize, ah, they got me. (laughs) 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 They took my money again. (laughs) Darn it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, you know, the the Star Wars universe, uh, we got to talk about this in in part two, and we'll take some time to think about this. But the real question is, is that we're going back to George's original vision with Star Wars when he he talked about just exploring the idea of the Force and uh, we'll get into more about talking about the Force in part two. And we're going to talk about um, does the actual special editions, the, the edits that he does, does that actually affect or change his original vision for Star Wars? Does it make it worse? Make it better? Does it help it? Does it actually detract? Detra- de- de- detract. Detract from it? Yep. Yes. Sorry there. Uh, so, so just kind of, we're going to talk about that more. So, yeah. uh, we'll catch us next week. Well, we're yeah, going yeah. to talk about it, but yeah, totally. Yeah. And just hit us up with, uh, other thoughts. I know this is going to be a touchy subject for a lot of hardcore Star Wars fans out there. So we're trying to be respectful of, uh, your Star Wars and then what Star Wars means to you. So reach out to us on social media, Facebook, uh, we're on Twitter, um, Leave us your leave us your comments. We like to hear from you guys. Yep. And uh, always, somebody's got to save us, kids. So we'll see you later.